Write the plan down, y'all. Write the plan down. Write it down. If God is using his holy breath from heaven, if he is using his spirit to impact your mind, to give you new ideas, write it down. That's like gold. That's like gold. People have built businesses on that. People have transformed their marriages. They have saved their families on on a word from God. Write it down. It's life-changing. Write down the plan. Welcome to the God's Perfect Size show where faith meets fat loss. I'm your host, Kim Jogway, the author of God's Perfect Size and a former food addict turned food freedom coach. Tune in every week to be encouraged and empowered towards your goals for weight loss and victory in Christ. Welcome back to the God's Perfect Size podcast. We are just kicking off our wisdom series in Proverbs, and I'm so glad you're here. If you missed last week's episode where we talk about having a godly perspective so that we can have godly results around weight loss, you don't want to miss that because it does have some challenging homework in it, and it teaches us how we can work from the inside out in a godly way food freedom rather than working from the outside of the physical flesh and then in. We don't want temporary fixes anymore. We want to become exactly who God is calling us to be, and we want to walk in the freedom that God has for us. So if you didn't catch last week's episode, go back and listen to that, and then you can join us back in this episode because this is a powerhouse that will change your life. Now, let's talk about what this episode is about this week. This episode is about having a godly motivation for weight loss. I told you, it's going to be good. If you did your homework last week, you are primed and ready to go for having a godly perspective for weight loss. And God is going to be the motivation you need for your weight loss. You know, Proverbs 14.23 says, work brings profit, but mere talk leads to poverty. And what does that have to do with weight loss? Well, it's one thing to say you want to lose weight. It's one thing to say that you'd like to be in this size or you'd like to wear your high school jeans again. That's all just talk, y'all. We have to do the real work. We're going to do the real work. And the work may not look like what the world tells us it should look like. So we're going to put in the work. We're going to put in the spiritual work, the emotional work, the healing work that we need to walk in food freedom and to fully be healed. And God is going to give us the motivation to do that. So last week I shared with you the three things that you needed to do by inviting God into your plan and then going to him and asking him why and why that is so important and why it has to be a starting point. Because until you know why you started eating the way you did, you won't be able to have the healing you need. And the third thing is when God does answer your why, and it could take time, but when he does answer your why, you can then ask him for healing. And that's the third bit of homework that you had, asking God to to heal you of the why. And for me personally, it was the abuse I suffered and the food insecurity that I had around it that started me down this path of hoarding food and eating out of control or just binge eating. That started me down my path. And the why was the abuse. And I had to go to God and let him do the healing in me. And the healing took a lot longer. So it wasn't just a one-time, one-week thing. So if you find that this week you are still dealing with the healing part of it, or you're still dealing with the why, that's normal. That's okay. Stay with it. Even if I don't bring it up again, you stay with the Father with it, and you let him bring this work to completion. You let him do the work, and you 
you stay with the Father at his feet until you find the healing that you need. And even if you need, I did at one point, even though I had to, I had God, he led me to get a godly counselor that walked me through the process to help me come out of this food addiction. I had to get counseling. There is no shame in saying you need more. God will lead you to the people that you need to go to. So be open-minded and trust God for where he leads you for your healing but he will bring healing. So once you start that process and you've gone through those three steps from last week and you've invited God in, you've asked him why, and you've prayed for healing, now we're going to look at godly motivation for weight loss. What does that even mean? What does it look like? I'm so glad you asked. So you're going to begin by asking God to give you a desire You're going to ask God to give you a desire for your physical body to make it healthy. You're going to ask God to help your spirit be strong and you be strengthened to listen to his spirit. So spirit to spirit, your spirit is communicating with the Holy Spirit. You're going to ask God to help you hear better. And you're going to ask God a vision for the people you love in your life. I know that sounds like a strange one, but that's a part of the motivation you have because you're going to have a motivation that's greater than you. It's going to be a legacy. It's stronger than you. You're going to have a motivation to pray for yourself, but you're also going to have a motivation to pray for someone else. Isn't that what this whole this whole walk in Christ it's all about it's helping others it's empowering others it's encouraging others along the way so that's what we're going to do we're going to set a plan with God so the first thing is you're going to talk to God about the plan that he has for you when God gives you the motivation you don't want to just be motivated and run to where like you actually have to have a plan and a path let god sit down and set that path with you for me like i said it didn't start with exercise and diet it started with the healing process the inner healing once i had the healing process and once god walked me through that inner healing he then moved me to another thing which was fasting and i'll talk about that in another episode but it didn't look like what i thought it would would look like so i want you to begin to ask god for a desire ask god for a desire to be motivated to do the work to put in the work it's going to take work and you can talk about it all day long but until you put in the work it won't matter you can talk about loving jesus all day long but until you do what he's commanded you commanded you to do, go out and love others, go out and feed the hungry, take care of orphans and widows. Like until you do what he says you to do, tells you to do, there's going to be no outward showing. There's going to be no works. And God is expecting us to not be ruled by works, but to be ruled by his love so that the work is manifested by love. That's what we're doing. Um, The book of James says, I believe it's James chapter 2, 26. It says, just as the body is dead without breath, so also faith is dead without good works. So your motivation is also going to be in part doing the work that Christ has called you to do. So be ready for the work. So what kind of work? Like, what does this work look like that you're talking about, Kim? Like, if we're not exercising right now, then what are we doing exactly? These are your next steps. This is the practical portion. I want you to write it down. Every week I tell you, have your notebook ready, have your mindset ready, have your markers, your pencils, whatever it is, your little doodles ready, have everything ready to go because you're going to want to write it down and take it into prayer. So these are the practical steps. This is the kind of work that I'm talking about. Let God 
make you ready for the plan. Not the plan itself, but let God make you ready for the plan. And that process should have started last week. So that's number one. And that's a reiteration, but let God make you ready for the plan. Number two, I want you to pray for motivation. And we've covered that. Ask God to give you godly motivation. And there's a difference between worldly motivation and God and God motivation. So worldly motivation will have you doing things for your own glory. It will have you trying to get fit and tight so that you look good, so that people notice the way you look, so that people comment on your whatever and how you look snatched in your body and how you look in your Instagram photos. That's a worldly motivation. That's sure to die and burn up. That is nowhere near what God is calling you to do. It's okay to look good, but that's not your heart posture. Your heart posture is for Christ. So godly motivation would be doing it for God's glory, would be getting healthy so that you can impact the kingdom of God. And you don't cut your life short eating yourself to death or cut your life short drinking yourself to death or having sex with whoever and destroying people in in the path. Like that's not a godly motivation. Godly motivation says, I am going to submit to God. I recognize that my body comes from you and it belongs to you, Father. That is godly motivation. Godly motivation says, I will take care of my body, this loner that you gave me, because you gave it to me and I am a steward. I'm the caretaker over it. It didn't originate with me. It didn't come from me. It came from you. That's godly motivation. So you're no longer losing weight just to look good and fit in a size. You're losing weight to get healthy so that you can carry out the will of God in your life. That's godly motivation. The next thing I want to share with you is don't wait to start. Don't wait to start. Don't wait until you feel it. Like people will wait all the time until they feel like working out. I know I did, y'all. I would, I'd be like, I don't feel like it today. That's not godly motivation. Godly motivation is obedience. Did you hear that? There's a difference. Godly motivation is obedience. Every time I tried to wait to feel like it, I never felt like it. But the day I got up and said, okay, God, I commit this to you. I'm going to do your will. And then when he messaged, when he gave me a message in my heart, I want you to start working out this amount of time, this many days a week, I had to get up and do it. My motivation no longer came from my flesh. It came from the Father. And that's where your motivation is going to come from. So don't wait until you feel like it. Don't wait until you feel like it. You're going to start with God and do whatever he tells you to do. Next, I want you to trust God in the process. If you thought it, you would be further along in the journey by now, if you start feeling like, oh, I feel like week one, I should have lost three pounds, you're not going to start staring at these external things. You're going to hang in there with God, even if it doesn't go your way. You're going to hang in there with God. You're going to make a commitment. I want you to write it down. I will trust God in this process and I will not give up. That's a big statement. And maybe you should sign so it's a legal document between you and God. But even if you just give him your word, I want you to do that. Trust God and give him your word and tell him, I'm going to stay the course. I need you to make a commitment to stay the course and do whatever God tells you to do for however long he tells you to do it. And it could be until he returns or it could be until you've you've drawn your last breath, whatever that is. You trust God and you stay the course. You trust God in the process. Next, I want you to, as you stay the course, I want you to have the expectation that it's going to feel abnormal. 
Does that sound weird for a Christian? Well, it should sound normal because God's way of doing things never rarely matches up with the world's way of doing things. So when you start living your life and and stewarding your health for God, it's going to feel abnormal. It's going to feel abnormal to to pray specific prayers when you eat. It's going to feel abnormal to get up from the table when you're still hungry. It's going to feel abnormal, and that's okay. That's okay. You have to you have to trust God that even when he takes you outside of your comfort zone, you're going to have to trust him that that he has this whole plan. And even the, the abnormalcy around the way you feel, as long as you're in his will, is okay. I'm not talking about that icky feeling when you have when you have sin in your heart or when you've sinned against him and you need to repent. That's not the abnormal I'm talking about. I'm talking about it feeling abnormal to stop eating when you're used to going further. I'm talking about it feeling abnormal to to commit to God to working out even when you don't feel like it. Like it goes everything's every, it goes against everything you've been doing and that's okay. Expect that to be part of the process. You're going to be tossed outside of your comfort zone mentally and physically, but God is with you in the journey. So just trust that and commit that to him. The next thing I want you to do, you've invited God into your journey. Now I want you to take it a step further. I want you to ask God to be your accountability partner. Yeah, that's hard. That's been hard for me. And, but it's also been the only thing that's kept me accountable. Like I have lied to people, not gonna lie. I have lied to people. So I'm telling the truth right now. Um, but I have lied to people and said, I will show up for workout. I've lied to my trainer. I didn't feel good. I didn't want to, I didn't, I couldn't do it. I didn't want to show up. So I made up a story. And if my kid had even a 98 point, nine, you know, temperature, I'd be like, oh, my kid's running a little hot. I can't come today. I got to stay home with my sick child. I would lie. But once I made God my accountability partner and I started making statements like, God, I am going to work out and I'm, and I'm going to check in with you as soon as the workout is over. Once I did that, it flipped the script for me. Maybe that's something that can help you. I'm asking you, if you have struggled in this area, make God your accountability partner. Now that can go in any area. Do you want God to be your accountability partner that you won't swear in front of your children? Do you want God to be your accountability partner in being intimate with your spouse because you don't feel like it? And so you're trusting God to help you get there. Do you want God to be your accountability partner in you drink too much. And so you've made a commitment to God and you tell God, I'm not going to have a drink or I'm not even going to go near the place I used to go because it's a trigger. You let God be your accountability partner. You'd be amazed. Just that one thing can transform everything going forward. That one little thing. If you let God be your accountability partner, even in business, you'll start writing things down and committing to things that you feel like you didn't have time for, but suddenly you can make time because you've got to answer to God in an hour, so you better get it done. It's phenomenal how that one thing can can flip the script for your entire life. So let God be your accountability partner. The last thing I want to share with you is write the plan. Whatever plan God gives you, write it down. Record it. We all, we've, a lot of us have heard the scripture, you know, write it on a tablet and make it plain so that the herald may, he who hears it may run with it. That's Christianese speak for write the plan down, y'all. Write the plan down. Write it down. If God is using his holy breath from heaven, if he is using his spirit to impact your mind, to give you new ideas, 
write it down. That's like gold. That's like gold. People have built businesses on that. People have transformed their marriages. They have saved their families on on a word from God. Write it down. It's life-changing. Write down the plan. You say, well, did you write your plan down? I did. I wrote it in my book. And I wrote it because I remember telling myself at the time it wasn't a book. This actually started out as a journal for me. And I was writing it down in my journal. So parts of my journal are in here. But I wrote it down in my journal because I remember writing underneath it, should I ever lose my way? I can find my way home. This was like breadcrumbs for me. I was writing it down so that I could remember my way. And at that time, I had just had my children. Like my son was about a year old, about a little over a year old when I was pregnant. No, my I got pregnant with my second when he was nine months old. So I had two babies, a baby and a toddler. And I remember writing it down thinking, okay, if I lose my way, I can go back and read my own words and read what God said to me. And then I, rem- I remember writing very specifically, and should I accidentally or even intentionally pass this on to my children, they will have a way to find freedom. And so it was like a map. I wanted to remember the journey so that in case I got lost again, I could find my way home. And in case I influenced my children too much with my sinful behaviors, they would have a way home. So I wrote it down. And it and it is still a piece of information I go back to all the time. It it's the transformation of my mind and how I came to be this woman sitting before you as God's perfect size. I know God's perfect size is the company is, is, is what I do teaching and training others, but it's the plan. It really, it was the blueprint that God gave me for my food freedom. And it's the blueprint that I share with you because I want you to have your freedom. So I wrote it down. And then once I wrote it down, I prayed over it. God, what do I do next? What's my next step and my next step after that? And I was able to keep track of the wisdom and keep track of God's voice by chronicling everything He was saying to me. So write it down. Maybe you don't like writing. So maybe you draw pictures or doodles, whatever it is you do to to capture important information, you do that. And I know a lot of you out there, you will do vision boards. Now, here's the thing. I'm going to share this with you, and I'm just going to leave it here. Vision boards can be really good if they're done in a godly way. You should have a vision for your life, and you can clip out pictures and art and things that symbolize things you hope for in your life. You could put a building up and say, I hope to have this business someday. But what I don't want you to do is idolize those things. So when I think about a vision board, I never call it a vision board in my mind. I call it a vision under submission board. That's what I call it. And so I want you to think about maybe taking on that language. When you create a vision board for your life, think about it as being a vision under submission. That means as you clip the picture, you said, God, is this a picture or an image you want me to have in my mind? And then if he says yes, you put it on your board. If you clip a vision of some 18-year-old girl's, girl's body and you are 70, you know good and well, you that's not the vision for your body. And not only that, but it'll bring you frustration. It'll be a source of frustration for you. So ask God, is this what you want me to stare at? And if it's not, throw that away. 
check in with God as you create that vision under submission board. So everything you add to that board should have a godly component to it and should be approved by God. But there's nothing wrong with having a vision under submission board as long as you let God guide you through the images, the scriptures, the verses, everything you put on that board should be approved by God so that you don't end up idolizing something that he doesn't have for you or feeling tempted by images that you have there. Or he says, that's not even the plan. Scrap that whole thing. You're going to get clarity around it as you create the plan with God. So that is the, that's what godly motivation looks like, y'all. As you walk this out, let God make you ready for the plan. Pray for the motivation you need. Don't wait to feel it before you start and expect things to feel abnormal and a little weird as you walk through this because change always feels abnormal and weird. You're outside of your comfort zone and that's okay. It should not feel sinful, but it should feel different. And then ask God to be your accountability partner and trust him to lead you. And lastly, write the vision down and make it plain. I thank you for joining me. Before I leave you, I want to give you a little bit of wisdom to carry with you. And if you need to hear this multiple times, go ahead and, you know, rewind it 10, 20, 30 seconds. But I want to leave you with Proverbs 3 verses 5 through 8. And it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not lean on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do, and he will show you which path to take. Don't be impressed with your own wisdom. Instead, fear the Lord and turn away from evil. Then you will have healing for your body. That's right. Healing for your body and strength for your bones. Thank you for joining me in this episode. I hope it blessed you and I hope you feel built up and edified and I hope you feel raring to go. Get your plan together. Get your vision under submission boards together and let's do this journey I pray you great success. I know God is with you. And I can't wait to hear your testimonies in the God's Perfect Size Facebook group. Thank you for joining me. And until the next episode, y'all, be blessed.